Okay, we're back with another episode of Protection from Noob with me, Lennox. And with me tonight is Chad. Hello. And Greg. Hello. As always. And um, we're back after a little hiatus. Well, reasonable mid-length hiatus. <laughs> I've been on holiday or vacation, Ooh. as you Americans would call it. Yes. You are friends across the pond. And uh, But we're back and we're better than ever, which isn't too difficult to top. Um, Always room for improvement, is what I'd like to say. Uh, <laughs> Plenty of room for improvement. Um, yeah, so we've. this is the first podcast since the release and also pre-release of M11. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll touch a little bit on that. Um, but I think the more important news is that last weekend we had three national championships for Canada, France and Australia. Australia. Um, which it threw up some new interesting deck lists for... Um, post M11 standards so we'll have a little look at them as well um, anything else anyone wants to add to the running order I don't think so I think we start I think we should start with you to talk about pre-releases yeah as yeah. I unfortunately didn't get to go because I had to work mm. boo yeah. okay uh, Greg well was one in Southampton um, let me see I got I, I went black red uh, I had the ancient hellkite uh, demon of deskgate and a healthy Five, four, five bits of removal. Um, didn't do that well, actually. Surprisingly, came yeah mid range. Didn't get any boosters or prizes. Problems. Demons of Deathgate isn't that good. Surprise, surprise. Uh, every time I cheered him in, someone would do something to unsummon it. Or generally, uh, is that the one that you sack four black dudes? Three black and pay six life. Yeah. Is this the one we said on the podcast last time? Was awful. Yeah, but I thought, well, it's a bomb. <laughs> so I thought I'd give it a go. Um, yeah, enough said about that, I suppose. Um, the Ancient Hellkite was good, but it's three red, and I, I, when it came out, I never really had enough spare red to really take advantage of it. Um, highlights or lowlights, Liliana Spectre, he dropped that bowl, that new elf, you know, the one that... Oh, when he discarded it, Game four, four life. Oh. oh no! Th- oh no! That was a pit. Obstinate battle. That was an absolute elf. pit. Oh, will Yeah, that was pain in the ass. That was. So yeah, Ray, I managed to get a curve going. You just got a card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. fine. You can fly over. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then he proceeded to bend me over and part my cheeks, and that was enough really to say about that one. Really. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let me see. The cards are really good. I found was obviously Sun Titan was awesome. But I had two assassinates as part of my five people sort of removal suite. Oh, vigilance. Oh, that's not going to be assassinated then, is it? Um, <laughs> generally, I just didn't have a good time of it, really. Um, so you understand how vigilance works now? I do, yes. Thank you. Okay, yes, cool. I started up and I went my way through these funny new words. But <laughs> Suntime was just awesome and limited. So, yeah, um, I think Suntime is all that. And um, well, as we'll discuss, I think it's going to start appearing in more decks. Cool. Um, I can't think of what else I've played really that stood out uh, I lost the eventual winner of course which is, makes it feel slightly better <laughs> uh, and the real proper winner may I say actually Chad <laughs> but, um, I was going to say you do that a lot what come second yeah lose to the winner uh, <laughs> ladies love it um, <laughs> I don't even understand that <laughs> but no let's just say I'd rather put that little chapter out of my mind and uh, <laughs> move on but did but did you find it fun? Was sealed good? I mean, like I haven't. It haven't was enjoyable, and it was an enjoyable good. set to play. Um, there were some good cards in all four, you know, five colours. 
was going to say. Um, <laughs> I only think about four colours most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, green, my green wasn't really good. It was just literally <laughs> vanilla creatures. No flying. Obviously, green's not in flying, but I didn't have anti, any anti-flying. Blue, I had two of the new Mana Wars, but no removal and nothing else to support it, so I was a bit gutted about that. Black, I had some removal and some cheap flyers. White, thinking about it now with hindsight, I should have gone with white because I had the Griffin, the Pegasus, uh, the other one with First Strike that's a Griffin. Uh, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, but that was it. Didn't have anything else after that, really. It was any good. So red it was because the, the, my bomb was in the red, so I went with that. So, so what red removal did you have? Lightning bolts, uh, bolts. chance. Just the one. I just thought, okay. Um, unlike another thing layer. Yeah. Unlike your draft. Unlike my draft, yeah. Uh, two Chandlers. Uh, Chandler. 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 <laughs> uh, Could you be any more wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> A new low for the podcast. <laughs> Friends related quotes. <laughs> I'm protected from noob. Yeah, hey. Actually, there was a red coach called Chandler, actually. From Homelands. Yeah, there was. Didn't he destroy artifacts? Yes, he did. Three red man on tap. So there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Law. That's uh, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and I had one act of treason. So I thought I'd go with that. It's good. Well, obviously it wasn't, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the cards were good, Greg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My playing probably wasn't, but... Um, I probably shouldn't comment, though. Okay, so yeah. Yes, because let's reflect good, that then. Yeah. How what you good cards did you have, Lennox? Um, so I opened a really bomby pool. So I had like, th- um, in the removal, I had three Doom Blades, what? Uh, a Death Mark that sat on my sideboard. I end up, I end up green black. So I was splashing for a Lightning Bolt on a Pyroclasm. Um, <laughs> Say what? Um, I I think I maybe had an Assassinate or something. I had like a bit more removal and like good removal. My bombs included. Uh, Primeval Titan uh, and Liliana Vess. Um, also opened a dual land, which is cool. The red green one, so I could splash my lightning bolt oh and my, my pyroclasm. Yeah, okay. right. And an obstinate battle. And how did you do? Hmm. Uh, so, round one, <laughs> I paired against some guy who's I'm just like, yeah, I can outright beat you. No, no problem. Keep a two lander. Uh, the game drags on. He gets a turn three Ophidian and starts hitting away and drawing cards. And I was like, this this isn't good for me. <laughs> About turn six, I get my third land, get back in the game, uh, manage to win. <laughs> it gets basically down to I have two cards left in my library. <laughs> One of them is a forest. One of them is a wall of vines. The Reach guy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, it's my second Wall of Vines. Um, and he has the 2 2 flyer for 5 that pumps for 2 mana. And I'm on like 2 life. So he just has to get him one hit and I'm dead. Oh, the, b- oh, you're the, I'm the black on, one, yeah. Yeah, I'm on like, I think I'm on 3 or 4, so he has to pump it as well. But um, he dies on the crackback. And so basically, I draw my card and it's the Wall of Vines, slam it down. Uh, and then attack and he's like oh I attack play it and he's like oh no he doesn't realise at first he's like don't I just win and he goes has that got reach <laughs> I'm like yes yes it does yes it can block your flyer look at the top card your library and see if it's a kill spell nope then I win <laughs> um, 
because obviously he's not going to block with the two-two flight that he thinks he's going to win. So I'm actually getting for lethal because of that attack. Um, yeah. Okay, so I win that game. Game two, I just blitz him. Doesn't stand a chance. Uh, round two, play some guy uh, who beat me at the World Week pre-release. My only loss, match loss, was to him. Um, he, I don't. Know, we talked about on the podcast. He was the guy with two big dragons that he like ramped into turn four every game. <laughs> um, but yeah, this time he, I just won out. There's nothing he could do. I'm just like playing. My bombs are just superior card quality to his. Um, round three, I come up against the eventual winner, and uh, it's this is where the weak just my decks, my deck started to show through. Was that although I had the removal, or conditional removal, albeit strong, and bombs, the rest of my pool was really subpar. Right. So I don't have any solid guys, so I'm not running. So I'm running like um, the two of the two two for three with Swamp Walk. Mm-hmm. Uh two of the Wall of Vines. Um and just my whole curve is pretty crap. Oh, I've got the seven six with I uh, know the six four with trample. The new worm that new trample worm. Yeah. yeah. Uh the Yavi Maya worm. So yeah. yeah. The reprinted one. Um so yeah that's another bomb arguably but other than that my card quality is really subpar. So when they're curving out perfectly, and uh, like, oh yeah, I play this guy, and then, it, you know, a couple turns later I play Grave Dig and get it back, and I'm just there like, I'll spend four mana for this two two <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't get anything back and just blocks your guys, and that really shows through because I'm playing against a black deck, so the Swamp Walk is sort of good. It's not enough to race, and my removal can't touch any of his stuff. Uh, right. Game one, I possibly played Pyroclasm too early. Like I, I got an advantage from playing it, but um, he managed to get back and uh, won with like two Grave Diggers, two uh, uh, the Griffin guy that's like two two for three with Flyer. Yeah. And yeah. there's the mm. three two. Assault Griffin. Yeah, three two first strike is it Flyer? No, the three two flying for four mm-hmm. that was blue in. M10, yeah, it's but a white. Is it not? Yeah, is it? It's a I don't know. But he had the 2-2 two, two for t- 3, and the 3-2 three, for 4, both of which have 2 toughness. And there was another guy with 2 toughness, and I was like, Pyrochasm's looking really good right about now. Um, game 2 came to a Titan battle. So, <laughs> Grave Titan versus Primeval Titan. Oh, right, okay. Unfortunately, the green one was on my side, and <laughs> the black one was on his side, which means I can't Doomblade it. And just make even if I can kill it, I can't deal with the other four power of um, zombies that are just zombies. left behind. Yeah. So I just thought because like I'm, this is gonna sound arrogant, but I'm better at magic than him. As is proof by the point that when he did actually beat me, he's like, "Oh my god, I won! I didn't think I was gonna win," which is a bit of a kick, you know, when you're down. But it's just like. If I just hang back, he's not going to start attacking and making more tokens. So he's not going to want to lose his Titan. So I managed to stall out for a bit with that. Though, to be fair, that trade is more, surely more beneficial for him, is it not? What, to trade Titan? Mm. Yeah, uh, because well, he, he ends up having four two twos and you end up having no Titan, same as him. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one you have on the board. But yeah, it's beneficial for him to trade. Yeah. But I knew that he'd rather have his Titan 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that I can sit, rather than attacking mine, dealing for six, and he's like, oh, I attack, and I get another four power on the board. I, I hold it back, and he doesn't attack at all. So I might just stall out the board that way, see if I could draw anything. But there's just, like, literally nothing that I can do to deal with that efficiently. I have to, like, block with my Titan and Pyroclasm away his tokens. And I still get two fond. Had you not already used a Pyroclasm at that point? I think I had in that game. Yeah, as I could say. But, um, like that, you know, going through my deck, there's not much I yeah, can do. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So, yeah, I lost that match. And I put him in a bit of a tilt because, oh, I can't believe I lost him. Um, and then round four, I played against Pip. Um, game one, he got a turn four Acidic Slime on the play, taking out my one forest. So, <laughs> oh it wasn't much of a game. Game two, I came back and beat him. Not quite as quickly, but... Um. Yeah, won that out, and then game three, I decided to play, whereas I've been drawing for the rest of the match, and like, I had a reasonable aggro start for like sealed, and I had that th- the barony vampire the three two for three. Yeah, that's that's fine. Which okay, got yeah. ice caged, Ooh. and then it's like it makes the rest of mine look really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm pretty down now, and he like kept like a five land hand or something, a four land hand, mulligan to six or something like that, and still won. And that is a cl- close game. Um, but he had like the worm, and then he had the Duskdale worm, and rise from the grave to bring it back and stuff. And I'm just like, oh. Did, uh, oh, another one bombs. Place? No, did he, he came play? second. Ooh. Ooh. So I came fifth. So did really the person who won win all the matches then? Yes. Yeah. What was I had Triskelion as well. I forgot to mention that. That's, <laughs> n- that's another oh, one. You, you just went over that. Yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't as good as I'd hoped it was. <laughs> it's still really good, though. It is mm. strong. What was the champion? Um, what was he playing? So the winner? He's the one that I played round three, and he was playing like black, splashing white. Okay, right. Um, for Grave Titan. Mm. Or Grave Titan and like two Grave Diggers and stuff. So <laughs> get back the Grave Titan if you can deal with it. Um, so that, sound, that sounds like where you invented your uh, top 10 tips for uh, <laughs> yeah, M11. That <laughs> we you sent Josh. Always bet on black. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you got my top 10 tips list? So should we do that before we start talking about drafts then? Okay. Yeah. Do that. Okay, so uh, uh, Lennox, uh, Josh, uh, Josh and Ian, who have both previously been on this podcast, um, they, they joined us for our draft that we had this week just gone. Oh, it turned into two drafts in the end because we had enough people. And um, Lennox has sent Josh some uh, some some top t- his top ten tips. Now uh, M11 before, drafting. Yeah, for M11 drafting. Now before before I go on with them, uh, these aren't completely serious. Well, albeit <laughs> some of them are really obvious. If you lose a draft because of these tips, I have no responsibility. Yeah, we accept. From no, I think no if they do lose a draft and have followed all these, then well, <laughs> we'll get to it. But they they haven't followed these because I can't lose really. Okay, so um, I'll just uh, find it a minute. Straight in there, number 10. Now, I have to, I'll do it in proper order because it's 10 is funny. So, okay. Number one is pick removal highly. Number two is pick bombs even higher. <laughs> number three, which is uh, where he obviously gained experience from his pre release, is pick grave tie highest. Number four, red is probably only good as a splash. Number five, curve out number six wrath effects are good number seven blue white skies will probably be popular 
Number eight. Remember that overrun is now a rare. If anybody doesn't get that, he is obviously referring to overwhelming stampede. Yeah. I know some people questioned that when I said that the other day. Really? Yeah. Oh right, because Darren's going. Is it? Someone's going. Oh, they've moved overrun to rare. Yeah, yeah, like no, I think it was Noob Mike. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, let's or no, actually, it's probably Noob Tom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, number nine. Our Titans are more common than you might think. From Mythic. <laughs> and number ten. The most important tip that you'll ever hear as a Magic player is top deck like a pro. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is protection from noobs. Top ten tips. M11 draft. You have to put a drum roll. So as I say, um, <laughs> if you have, if you do follow those to the tip, uh, to the T, um, you too can come fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, <no. laughs> one day if you try hard enough, <laughs> the lofty heights of fifth place. There is highly out of ten training. His <laughs> out of ten, we had four rounds. How many players did you think we had? <laughs> it's not a GP level. <laughs> the people listening can do math. Basic <laughs> math. I'd hope. <laughs> so yeah, no, um yeah, if you if you do follow those I think you win. Cuz just yeah. top decking like a pro and curving out would mean you should win, preferably with the top of your curve. However, if Titan. the only problem is if your opponent has also got these top 10 tips then it's going to be with a pretty interesting great match. Titans, you're laughing. Oh yeah, god. I don't well, know. remember in draft you can play more than two. So if you get past them all by everyone, you have yeah. eight. <laughs> <laughs> Grave Titans. I wouldn't play that. That's a hell of a lot of zombies. <laughs> you wouldn't play eight Grave Titans? No, because think of how bad your curve is. I would. I would. Uh, I'd go with it. I don't think I'd play For eight. a laugh. I'd play it in either green with lots of acceleration. Yeah, maybe. Or in blue. With lots of unsummons uh, and water. Uh, if I, if, so if, for my first eight picks, if there are Grave Titans... I think I would high pick cultivate from then onwards. I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would be like I'd hope to open cultivate You'd over anything pick it else. Over Doomblade. <laughs> yeah, you would. Yeah, because be like Doomblade, killer guy. This cultivate's gonna get my eight grave tines into play. It'd be awesome. The, with the um the top ten tips, um I'm not entirely sure about red now. That was going on M10 drafting. And red has been more powerful in M11 than it is in well, M10. You've got things like Chandra's Outrage, which is double red. Well, yeah. are, are we going to move on to talking about drafts? Yeah. Mm. So, um, you, oh, oh. um, so um, we we, so did, we did two pods. Mm. Yeah, we did draft two pod draft on Wednesday. Just gone. Yeah. Um, Oddly, once again, it seems a bit fixed because even though it definitely wasn't. <laughs> you weren't in the same pod as me and Greg. Accusation comes out now. No, oh, no, no I know it, I'm sure it wasn't. I know it wasn't. Because last was time there. we did do two pods, yeah. it was me and Greg in the same oh, pod. Oh, yeah, mm. this is true. But me and you were Facing separate. Off in the me and you, Lennox. Yeah. yeah. Luckily for random. us, though, that means the same thing happens last time. <laughs> we both win. High yeah, five! High five! Yeah, and what did we both Greg's get from the. Second uh, place, Greg, second place Tucker strikes again. And what did we get from the, um, from the rare picks at the end? We both got Bane Slayer Angel. Oh, Bane Slayer Angel. Sod so I heard that, that was awesome because we literally did a whole box. This is what, 14 players. Uh, so we did a whole box, which is 12 players for drafting. And then we opened up the second box, took six packs out of it to carry on the end of the draft pod. And in those six packs was the second Bane Slayer Angel. That's awesome. Which was just insane. But that image. was it for the bomby... Re- uh, bomby 
Bonnie Cards, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, we had um, it wasn't our pod, wasn't it? it was pretty yeah, it wasn't massive. It's I'm sure, did anybody open a planeswalker, an actual planeswalker? I think there was, was it? Uh, oh, uh, didn't someone have a Johnny? No. Wasn't a Johnny in ours? No, there was a foil of Johnny opened afterwards. Ah. But that means yeah. in, in the whole box there wasn't one planeswalker. Yeah. Mm. They are mythic, I guess, now, so this is kind of happening. We. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, we opened some jewel lands in our pod, Mystifying Maze. We opened uh, one of ours well. Oh, we Fortress, got Sun Titan We had Glacial well. Fortress. Uh, I know that because I played it. Mm-hmm. We had a, um, one Titan, Inferno Titan, in our pod, didn't we? And Magma Phoenix. Yay. That's so interesting. Well, we had Nantuku Shade. And oh, that's cool. And the Sword of Vengeance, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Um, we had we had Leyline of the Void and Leyline of the I'm Rubbish and I'm Green. And um, Leyline of Anticipation. I, I don't know. Getting a oh, turn no, no, we didn't have that. You had that. Oh, no, yeah, we had I the Leyline of that. Anticipation. Oh, we had Leyline No, actually, we did have three, because the fo- there was a foil Leyline, the green one, which is the extra, is which Darren... Yeah, I'm sure... Uh, did Bane not put that up? I don't know. Yeah, we had the white Leyline, the red Leyline, and the green Leyline. The green one must be good, like, in limited, because Soul Warden's always been good. This mm, is, a, this is it's Soul, not Soul Warden. Warden, though, is it? Why? It's only on your side. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's rubbish, then. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something I didn't already say. Is it you may gain life? I haven't paid that much attention it to it. It better be. Otherwise I'm not going to be happy. I think we discussed this before. Um, um, yeah, so... Red... We both played the same archetype. So yeah, we played the same archetype. Uh, Greg here, though, he played what you said might not be good. Tip number five or whatever it was. But Red's only splashable and yeah. more or less completely red. Apart from I, I did removal. say probably only splashable. Mm. This is the reason it's... Only probably though, because what did you what did you have in your deck, Greg? I, uh, no, let's start off where we were supposed to go. Four lightning bolts, which was uh, amazing. I got there. I F- would like to note for everybody that I wasn't sat next to him. <laughs> 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 I would never pass four lightning. Four bolts. lightning bolts is always good. Uh, Inferno Titan, Magma Phoenix. Uh, That's pretty good. Chandler's Outrage times two. They're such solid cards. Yeah, they were. Treason, yeah. Out of treason times Fling? one. No fling, no. no. But my choice, my creature base wasn't that good. I had two of those Minotaurs, the four costing three threes. They're uh, fine. Uh, Can you Minotaur? Yeah. yeah, I had one of those um, Ox Elemental Lightning Bolt, uh, sorry, light, um, light, four Lightnings that aren't. But I splashed blue for uh, two Unsummons, two Diminish, uh, one war, Wall of Frost. Uh, I think that was about it. Oh, two cloud elementals for some flying, but my creatures weren't really that hot. My removal was obviously awesome. I had about nine, ten removal, but I didn't leave me enough creatures, so I think that was ultimately my downfall. Ben, playing you in the first round, didn't see one lightning bolt, did we? We, I think we did like round three or something. It was, yeah. I was, but knowing that you had the four lightning bolts, you thought they played so differently the whole game, and it never came up. But <laughs> I was like, because, you know, every five seconds he's, I'm, si- I'm looking and he's got five cards in hand or something. Like, that's like, one of them's got to be a lightning bolt, surely, but no, it never really was. So what have I taken away from that is not to tell anyone how many lightning bolts I've got. Mm. But you did come from, because I was still drafting at the time. Yeah. And you came over and was like, i got six lightning bolts. Yeah, I know, bolts. I completely miscounted where I got six lightning bolts from. It's like you sh- were shifting cards back and forth. Yeah. And you the no, you used all the, the fingers the on this one hand. <laughs> in between the webbing. Yeah, that was about right. Um, that was I think that's an idiotic move by me really so here's another top tip don't tell other people what you've got 
See, I found it really lucky that as I moved away from everyone to go and deck build, and then Ian came and sat next to me, and so I was just looking at all these cards, and I was like, so you have one instant speed removal spell in Condemn. Bear that in mind. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then when it came to the finals, I was uh, for the Baneslayer, and like I was, he had one card in hand. I was like, that's well, either a Condemn or it's not. <laughs> I was like, you, all you've got is Condemn. And there's still 20-odd cards in there. My odds are pretty good. Swing. And then play my pump spell before, you know, you have to remove it or whatever for the win. And it got me there. Yeah. See, so you had Ian in your group. We had Josh in ours. Mm. I played Josh had, final uh, round. We actually also had Retro Darren in us. Yeah. So I played you, then and I had a buy, then I played Josh. Then I played Josh. Just playing green. I want to say, what was just playing green, black? I don't know. I didn't play. No, green. Know. He was playing green, blue, and then during his sideboard for the second game, he completely removed all his blue and put black in, which I thought was that's who a did that. Josh did. Yeah. Well, that was well the there, there was that point where you went. There's a pile of land here, and Josh went. That's my sideboard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he wasn't confident about his deck when he uh, was saying that. He decides to completely change. No, I do remember actually. But yeah, because I came over and started cheering you on when you were playing him. Mm. I started telling him yeah. that's the reason he got replaced and all this sort of, <laughs> <laughs> all this, uh, sort of bad mouth to him. Potty mouth thing obviously worked. But yeah, uh, during those games, my Magda Phoenix was used more against me through his rise from the grave, which was more Ooh, quite annoying. Yeah, that's good though. Yeah, well done to him for that one. But um, how do you get on with your matches, Chad? Um, well, I guess well, me and Lennox drafted the same thing, sort of. Yeah. Mm. Looking through Lennox's deck today, his was a better quality one than mine I think it's because mine had two crystal balls <laughs> yeah I see I didn't get to I play one crystal, crystal ball, ball and it saved my backside so many times there's one game where I mulligan to four or five or four and then I was like oh I've got three lands and two spells so mm. it must have been five but like a big spell that I can cast yet and then like a bear or something like completely irrelevant I was like oh, I've got to keep this because I've got a mix I don't really want to go to four and then I've got a crystal ball off the top and I was like wow I'm back in the game <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a good game. card though isn't it it's such a good card so and like fix in for finding what you want for well, getting rid of the dead draws for land later on it's such a good yeah, card yeah I think as we discussed yeah. after our game I was like draft games limited games in general end up as a sort of creature lock a lot more often than mm. you're trying player. to find your answer aren't not you? saying it's not constructive playable but in, in that it's just like there's a difference between adding more creatures to your side and or adding land like so that's such a big difference or finding that bit of removal like it's al- it's almost as like yeah. if you drafted top in, in like in limited it's like top really like top's insane limited yeah yeah and that's just, and it's the same sort of thing as that really like mm. has the same sort of effect so I, I don't think I I never took I didn't have any um, maybe I didn't pick them high enough but I didn't see any really I don't think I must have saw like one probably I don't know there's not much that I'd pick over I'd pick over a lightning bolt or a doom blade I think you would pick. Would it you over. really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Ooh, that's a big. So that, that's so controversial. I, 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 really would not. No, I go for removal first, then go for bomb, and then go for crystal ball. I think today, but it performed so well last week that mm. I would take it over. I'd consider taking it over. Yeah, it's I like think um, if the I, I was really rubbish, I'll go for the crystal ball. Yeah. I screwed Ian over a little bit because he said, "Is crystal ball any good?" I said, "I don't know," and then when it got to me, I picked it up. <laughs> and <laughs> I, it, well, I think it was like 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be really good. And then I got a second one. I was like, can I run two? Well, if I get a second that I don't want, I'll squire it to the bottom. And then I got a... I, in one game, I had it out, and I squired into a second one. And I actually had to think about whether to keep it or not. So I was like, seeing or digging five cards a turn is really good. But I've only got like... So what, what is it? Square what? Square two. Square two. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, the fact you can put them on the bottom as well is just so good. It's like, oh, two land on the bottom. In my upkeep, do it again. Oh, that's what I need. But it's only one to activate. I mean, like top, obviously. But um, yeah, if I had, if I'd had another mana in play, I think I'd have kept it because I'd been able to play it and square twice. But um, I only had four mana mm. for land. Yeah, I mean, having two, like, having the spare mana is like. Yeah. That's You're going to have that all the time, aren't you? Well, not all the time, but. A lot, a lot of the time, time. squaring is free. It's yeah, definitely. Majority yeah. of the time, it's, it doesn't factor into it. Like, there's a couple of times when it's just obviously the right play to play my Azure Drake instead of not doing anything for my turn so I can squire. Definitely, yeah. And then, because you're squiring for action. And then next, it's like, oh, I've top decked to land. I'll play it. Us and then I'll do something and scry or whatever. It's a lot of the time it's free because the mana you wouldn't be doing it anything with otherwise. So you just use it when you've got nothing else to do mm. with that mana. So do we want to talk about what we drafted in general? Um, I'll, start with, I'll start with mine, I guess, because we're me and Gregor in the same pod. So sure. I opened. You mean you were opposite each other in the pod, didn't we? Yeah, we're, we were opposite. So it was definitely not me passing lightning bolts. I, in fact, didn't see one lightning bolt actually. Because I was splashed, I think. But, um, but yeah, so I, I opened pack one. Well, I think what, what hit me when I opened pack one was that we were drafting corsets. I mean, I know it's obvious, but like looking at how low quality the creatures are in comparison to like Rise, uh, Rise of Drazi or something like that. Yeah, I, that, that hit me. I was like, oh, this pack is just full of crap. Where well, it's not crap. Mine wasn't the best um, one either. But so. so, however, my rare was good. I opened Royal Assassin, so I picked him first. That's just insane. But he's Love just it. the nuts, yeah. And he's always good in... He'd be good in any limited format, really. Like, At worst, he eats a lightning bolt or something like that. Like, mm. Otherwise, he just scares your opponent to never swing with their non-vigilance guy or game. Like, Even if it's a titan or whatever, they don't want to swing with it because they'll just die. And they don't yeah. want that to happen. So, um, But I had Dom to my right. And I, in the end, he was trying to draft some sort of I don't know what he's trying to draft. I think he's trying to draft a mill deck or something. He opened Doomblade first, though. So I didn't really get any black pack one. So my other plan, which um, I won't necessarily say was a good one, but it was what I went with in the end, was to try and force blue-white flyers anyway. The only other person I knew at the... T- the other people that knew at the table would, like, try and draft blue-white flyers were going to be Josh, Josh and Noob Mike. Mike, but they were quite far away from me. And yeah. I don't... I don't and, and there was a possibility that Darren draft white because he likes white. But well, he did draft a bit of white. Well, he drafted something quite important in white. But <laughs> he got the Bane <laughs> He did get the Bane Angel. He got the Bane well, he wasn't actually ever going to play white, was he? But he forced it just for the Bane which is fair enough. Yeah, right. Didn't he but splash the Bane though? He did, he did yeah. Splash off it. of... Well, eventually, I think he put in six planes and two of the tutors. I don't know, yeah. But he came he over. Tutor, didn't he? Yeah. he had, like, he Diamond Tutor and stuff in the stack. Mm-hmm. He came well, over well, and was like, how many planes should I run? And Ian and I were like, six or seven. He was like... For one card, should I just run three? 
like three, and I was like, no, you want to see your double white mana. Well, so. this is where how my deck got really bad. So I say I tried to force blue white, but um, I didn't get that much blue my way. So I got lots of white. So I ended up high picking things like armored ascension, but I'm glad I did that because that was really good. Yeah. Um, my my blue splash was was really a splash as well because in the end, I had to play more black casters to fill my creature curve. My deck wasn't what I wanted it to be once I started getting to the deck building stage, but blue I still had. Um, the Freedom Magpie guy, Scroll Thief, who was awesome. Um, or you know, um, I had the Illusion guy. He's all right. He's beefy. The four um, five. The four tough. five. Yeah. Um, not anything too great in blue, but Mind Control was the reason I definitely played it. But once again, unfortunately, a bit like Assassin, um, it's got double mana in its cost. So my mana for my deck was atrocious. It was like I don't know something like I'm trying to figure what I played. Like something like eight planes and then like five and five or something like that. That's just like it's horrible. But that's what I had to do. I had to still play a lot of planes because my deck was like seventy-five percent white and I had two armored ascensions. But then I needed a double mana for mind control and royal assassin, so it was horrible. But it turned out to be fine. White just has so many good flyers. They've just it's got more than it does before. It just it gets there. People aren't prepared to. If they're not prepared to have anything to block it because you've drafted them all, then they'll just get there. You'll just win, like, you'll outrace them. and yeah. That's how I won most of my games. Armed Ascension. Armed Ascension was funny. Um, it gets a new Mike round two. After I lost game one to him, Mulligan down to five. Like, it seems like I always do that against him. Um, and having to keep, like, Royal Assassin and, like, two swamps in an island. Is this like, a game you played for ages on? It seems you've played forever on. Yeah, well, I almost got it out of the bag still. He just um, didn't play fantastic. He had Sword of Vengeance in the end. He just basically had this line of creatures out, and then he eventually had Sword of Vengeance, which just pushed it his way. Luckily, that card doesn't have lifelink, though, on it. That would be insane. Because I just would auto-lost, I think. Um, but games games two and three against him, both of those I got Scroll Free turn three and Armour Ascension on a turn four, which was always funny. Because I was like, oh, they took they took flying or thieving magpies. So I'm just going to give it back to it. And he's never going to block it because it's like getting plus two or plus three at this stage. So he's like swinging for four. He doesn't want to block it, but it means I'm drawing two cards a turn basically off the you know off the beginning and off of him, and it was really good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, blue white flies. I forced it just because M10. That's what I ended up playing all the time when I played on Magic Online and won most of my drafts doing that. So. Cool. Forcing is bad a lot of time, but it seems to do well, and obviously it seems to do well for you as well. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't force as a general rule. That's not my style. So I wasn't a huge fan of Rise of the Eldrazi because you had to force and being an archetype from the, like the off. So I, this was like a breath, a breath of fresh air for me, because I love corset drafting, corset limited. Um, yeah, I end up in blue white skies, um, just the nuts had that 5-6 angel that when the opponent plays a spell they can't attack and if they attack Angelic they Arbiter isn't it? Yeah, yeah that one love that card um, two pacifisms an ice cage excommunicate two mind control uh, my creatures weren't particularly solid and I was like getting quite late into sort of pack 2 and pack 3 and I was like wow I need I really need I was end of pack 2 I was coming towards the end I was like I really need some like a Stormfront Pegasus or, you know, the 2-1 for 2 flying. 
I was like, I need some more in the air and stuff. Um, my creatures aren't that great. And pack three, I opened Stormfront Pegasus, was like at the front of the pack. And I was like, win. Had a quick look at the pack, nothing interesting. So we'll just will slam this 2-1 flyer into my pile. I was like, this is so good. You have no idea. Like, it doesn't look much, but it's just my curve's perfect. I am. Um, um, did you. No, I'd actually look for you, unless you draft them and didn't play them. I did pick up Squadron Hawk. I was upset because I only ever picked up one, so it was a bit lame. I don't like them. I. Well. Just is such potential, I think. Yeah, this is the thing. I think in. Uh, I, like, it's not, I don't think it's because. Well, it's constructed playable and there's something weird you want to do with it, but. I'm like, yes, obviously no one here is going to Stormfront Pegasus, but like, if they're in the same pack, I'm going to pick up the Pegasus. Yeah, definitely. But I think I picked one up so like powers twice as much. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so it wins twice <laughs> as quick. Like, but I picked one up like pack one, thinking, oh, you know, if I've got one, nobody's obviously thinking it's good because it isn't. I'm bad to pick up one from packs two and three, but like I didn't see one, so I don't. Unless there was, unless it's just well, they're a common, so you thought I would have saw more of them. But yeah, I gave it a go. You end up having to make the deck. I mean, you, you say your creatures were bad, but like. <laughs> you, my mine were worse. Like I had some of the, I had the, you know, a lot of the core good white fires, but I had to yeah. fill it to have enough to have enough creatures. Really, I ended up playing that shade, the nightwing shade as well, which obviously, as I said, with my five swamps is pretty terrible. <laughs> um, but it's just I needed it. I ended up playing um, blood Tithe actually as well. I didn't mention that. Really? Yeah, mm. it's fine though. It's still like, it's just I don't know. It was still did. It's still is enough of a hit. It's enough of a jump. Six mana, a six life. Gap was good enough in a lot of games. Mm. For definite. It was crap though. It's like my twenty third card, but mm. or twenty second. I can't remember when land I played in. I had I had some pretty good games. Um just like nut draw games. I had one possibly my first game where I was on the play and I got a turn two Pride Mate and my opponent plays a turn two Garrick's companion off two forests and I was like, okay. Uh, my turn three, Ether Adapt, bounce your guy in for two. She's like, okay, next turn, play it again, pass. I was like, if you just miss land drop, kept two lander, it's good for me. Untap, land, excommunicate on top of your library, in for four. <laughs> she goes, okay, my turn, draw that again, St- missing my next land drop, play it. Uh, I think I then pacified it or something, or it. Ended up trading with my other adept, but by that point I was like on such a run that it was a very very quick game. And um, in the finals game one against Ian, I was like, play a guy. Uh, he plays a guy. I pass his mitt. He plays a guy. I ice cage it and swing in. And then it gets to the point where he's like got three guys on his side with like pacifisms and ice cages. I've got a couple of guys on my side with flying. Um, he drops a spectre <laughs> or something <laughs> relevant. Um, I'm bouncing and stuff. He plays, he taps out for Siege Mastodon and I excommunicate it to the top and like just time walk you. That's fine for me because at that point you haven't got another land to play. So basically it's a time walk. Um, get in with some damage. Uh, he plays it again. I'm just like, fly for it. And then he eventually gets a th- the 3-2 for fly for 4. And he takes out some of my creatures. Uh, with I think he trades with the Spectre for something. Um, plays this flyer that can block a thing. And I'm like, my turn. My control. Steal your guy. 
<laughs> go. <laughs> Here he goes. Okay, go. All right. Tag for three. You're dead. Unless you've got anything. So it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so manage to kill him with his own flyer, which is always an extra little bit of sweetness on top of the victory. So yeah, that was my draft. It was just <laughs> like an absolute nuts. And any problems I got into, I'd just scry two every time. If my yeah, I think I, if I see crystal balls again, I'm gonna draft yeah. them higher. Both. But are you um, gonna draft them higher than a lightning bolt or a doom blade? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not going to say that. That's more. I'd probably agree with Chad on that one. <laughs> um, I but I don't Greg, know if I Greg will. played it, and it seemed to do quite well for him. He did get me out some scrapes. I'll be honest. It yeah, did. and so did Noob Mike. Um, he started winning like those sort of stall positions against me because of. Uh, Crystal balls. It helped me out of mana, mana short as well. It helped me out of sort of mana. Yeah, I mean, it gets you if you, especially if you're ramping up to sort of a lot of action in your four, five, and six slots. I mean, it's. I'm not saying it's definitely correct to take a lightning bolt, take it over lightning bolt or doomblade or whatever. First pick. It's obviously not pickable over a titan or a bane slayer or even the angelic orbs or stuff like that. But I'm saying that from my experience with it, is it's quite possible that I'd pick it over the lightning bolt. I would pick it over Demon Demon of Death's Gate. <laughs> yeah, I would. Is it, is it because that card is terrible? That card is. I oh, see. I made a note of this time. <laughs> see, we had a discussion about that, and you've just well, it's one of the. These are learning experience. Remember these uh, sessions. Apparently so, as I'm finding out. Yes. Okay, but yeah, I think that's it for drafting. Mm. So I enjoy it. Um, I love this set. I loved M10 drafting. Though. I thought that was fun. I have, a, I have a question. Um, has either, either of you listened to Limited Resources? I do. Every do you listen I listened to, to the, the, the most recent, recent one. one. 42, I think, they're one, aren't they? Uh, I will say yes, but I am unsure. I've listened to that. <laughs> um, I think... I can't remember if it's Marshall it says it, but they said, one of them says that M11 is much... Is it like Think about M11. They're like, like, you know, saying it in a line, it's just it's M10 with different bombs... And slightly different removal. Uh, it's very much like M10. It's just it's yeah. a bit of a shift, and the bombs are different. Like it is definitely like M10. That's the reason blue white flies still seem to do good. Um, but I mean, it's it's a core set. It's yeah, always no, definitely. Feel I don't like think that's a core oh, yeah. um, They um, don't seem very happy about it, but they Marshall especially really likes Rise. So yeah, Marshall. I really like Rise as well, but I don't know. I I, I guess the the gap of time feels less to. Him that it does to me. He, they they were saying that it didn't feel like it was that long since they drafted M10. To me, that feels like ages long ago. Yeah. So I the last time I drafted M10 was at Nats last year. Oh, the Grand Prix. I, I drafted mm-hmm. it online loads after that for like a good month or something, probably. But really? yeah, I mean, but he prob- they draft a lot more online than I do. So yeah, I don't know. Fair enough. The gap between the core set though and a new set isn't very. It's three months. Isn't yeah, it? well, months. it's not. Even, it, seem, it always seems shorter. I swear it is. But that might just be for us because yeah. we have nationals in between. So there's a lot more. We got definitely a lot more wanting to play constructed to do some testing and everything for us. Well, last year the drafts for um, nationals were both triple shards, whereas this year they're both triple M10. Or well, not triple shards. Sorry, shards block. Yeah. And yeah. this year that's triple M10. M11. Uh, M11. Uh, triple core set, right? And um, so I think it's the dra- M11 drafting is a lot more relevant. Yeah. Um. That's also what I haven't been particularly interested in Rise because there was speculation that it was going to be one 
Seneca World Wake draft and then one Rise draft. Well, um, that's what they had done in the past. Um, the Nationals before it was... So like one Norwin, one Chadamore. Yeah. But so then they cool. was doing the funny two and two, but I guess this is similar to that. Yeah, that's that's what we expect. But now they're pushing the core set, which I'm fine with. Well, core sets are more relevant now. You actually care about drafting them. Like, yeah. if if this was 12th edition or whatever it would be now, like, I probably wouldn't care. Like, I'd crack a few packs for fun. But when there's all reprints, yeah, like we d- we did a lot of M10 drafting. Me and Josh and Ian and that lot. Uh, with 10th edition did I say M10 or 10th edition you just said M10 you mean 10th okay. we did a lot of 10th edition drafting and uh, that was fine but you get to the point where every week I was playing green red or black red or green red splashing black or green black splashing red well to be fair I think every week I'm going to play blue white unless I play some like I don't know something else see there was bane slayers on the line this week so I really went at it but I think other than like bane slayers there's not really anything that I want obstinate ballast I want to pick up but there's, there's, you know, after you get that initial bane there's, there... There's pride the on the line. That's what's on the line. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I'm still probably going to win. But I want to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as long as, <laughs> as, long as I, I'm not in your pride again, yeah? <laughs> I want to try more, try different archetypes. So, which I did with Rise, was I played a different archetype every time. And that's... Obviously, I open a bane slayer, and then I get past an angel of Arbiter, or whatever it's called. You know, and I get, like, the sick signals, whatever. But I'll try and go into a different archetype if I can every week. Yeah, just, just to, to learn. Yeah, that seems fair. Because like my plan last year at nationals was to just force Esper, but like I said, I'm not. I don't really force, and I end up playing one John deck and one Naya deck. Forcing is one of these things where, when I first started drafting, I would never do, and now I've just over the last few sort of over the last year or so, so I've done a bit more forcing. I think I don't know. I think if you if you draft a lot more. If you start drafting online, you draft a lot more. So you end up drafting like three times in a day or something like that. Yeah. Um, then you realise what 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 archetypes you're winning with more. And that's the reason you want to force. So at least that's the way I feel. So like you said about draft doing Esper, that's the same sort of thing. I was, um, I don't know, like M10, like I said, I'd force blue-white because I try some of the other archetypes in the first few drafts and then maybe only go one, two or some of them. Yeah. So then I'd be like, well... I'm just going to drop blue-white now because I've won all my blue-white games and this seems to work out better. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that's how you find out what's better as well anyway, but... Yeah. Well, I feel that um, we're quite... In a way, we're quite lucky with the um, group that we have because we can move into archetypes that are maybe a bit weaker just yeah. for the experience in them and still do well. I will admit, even live on a podcast, that even though our group had more people that I should worry about, in quality, in, in quantity wise. You mean in your pod? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was more. I was. I was still happy that you weren't in mine. <laughs> <laughs> I admit. I don't know. I just never seen a winner pod if you're in it as well. Well, so I mean, good. you said like our pod that we were in had a lot of the lower players. Nothing like derogatory or anything, but the because we had Ellen, who's like new. It was I think our first sanctioned event ever. Yeah, and Kaz has been recently playing. Um, the infamous Michelle, Ben Diesel. Yeah, well, we have <laughs> Michelle and Chris, who both, you know, they play regularly. But well, they they like to tell you that they're not very good before you tell them, you know. Mm, yeah, um, and we had Diesel, who's as good as he thinks he is. I mean, I had Ian, who's arguably, well, he's in the top three players there, I think. Top three or four players. I said to him he was the best player in the room. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know you wouldn't like that, but... No, I don't think he is anymore. Yeah, maybe not now. Maybe I overestimate him, but... 
Yeah, but in our pod, obviously, you know, like, yeah. there were people that, I mean... The thing is, you had, like, Josh, Noob Mike, Greg, Darren, can, or Darren went into the finals, didn't he? Mm. But, I mean, I'd, I'd still beat all of you. Yeah, but my but but <laughs> the, my point is I'm more, <laughs> but I still feel I'm more likely to lose someone. I'm more likely to lose one of them than one of the people in your group. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, if, if you said our group versus our pod versus your pod, yeah, definitely like, your pod. In would some win. sort of team game, we would smash you into the oblivion. Yeah, but I, I feel that I would win your side. <laughs> win, uh, yeah. I feel that I would win in your pod just as easily as I would in my pod. Do you reckon? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's like that is, uh, that is very cocky. It is, but it's like saying I'm go- my pod is. A forest full of very thin bamboo sticks. Your pod was a forest of very thick bamboo sticks. Either way, I still had a machete. There's no trusty machete in there. Uh, is that, metaphor? Uh, is that my, a metaphor? I don't do you know. like my uh, metaphor? Yeah. However, I don't know. I guess you came up in Ian in the finals and you would probably come up against me in the finals and ours. Yeah. And I 2 would Ian. But enough about my ego and my <laughs> excuses. Um, I think we should move on from drafting. We'll definitely come back to it because it's something that I really want to. Well, do we got to get some drafting soon. We need to practice for that. Should we talk about the new, the new decks coming out as a result of the nationals? Oh well, yeah, let's go see the national top eights, I guess. Uh, just pre- quickly, and then we'll talk about three of the main decks, mm. like new decks or two new decks, one sort of new deck. There's uh, an update. Mm. The Sun Titan deck. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've had three nationals this weekend. Uh, Canadian, Australian, and probably the most important is the French. Uh, so let's do it in that order. If I can. Which one's this one? This is Australian. Well, I say Canadian. Okay. Starting with the Canadian nationals. was Won by Jay Elra. Yeah, so he won with blue-white control. Um, not a particularly innovative build. Um, the rest of the top eight consisted of um, a Jund deck, now Drazi Monument Jund, um, a more traditional, although heavy removal Jund, again another heavy removal Jund, um, one of the Titan ramp decks with Valak at the Martin Pinnacle, another one of those decks, a third of those decks, and another Jund. So what does that make up? Jund was fifty percent, was it? Four Jund, yeah, fifty percent was Jund. Uh, three uh, primeval ramp, ramp and one blue white control. Um, so I guess that's your gauntlet <laughs> mm. uh, to start with. But yeah, so um, nothing really innovative in the blue white control. The primeval titan deck that we'll get to a bit later. And the Jund is just back in force. Um, running four Blightnings. <coughs> despite obstinate Banoth. Um, different builds, all with lots of removal. But none of them running Vengevine. It's interesting to note. Oh, oh none of them? Oh. No, and Kyle Duncan is uh, the one with the Eldrazi Monument. And that's running Bolt and Maelstrom Pulse, but that's not got Blightning in it. Um... He obviously feared the Balos. Mm. Yeah, he had Balos. Oh, he had one Balos main. He obviously listened to Flores where he said he didn't like Blightning at the moment. Yeah. Did he, did he come second, that deck? Uh, that's Kyle Duncan. Mm. He 
made the semis. All right. Got beaten by Vincent Theobald, who obviously went to lose in the finals. Um, yeah, so I think that's it from just, you know, glossing over quickly. Or, you know, not spend too much long on e- any of them. Um, anything anyone wants to add on that one? Nope. No. Well, um, the blue-white deck that was in their nationals doesn't have... isn't the same as the ones we'll get to in the French nationals, though. No. Which no. is um, something to note. Yeah, this was running Bane Slayer, Angel, Wall of Omens, and then things like Jace, Mana Leak, Spreading Seas. So, I mean, obviously some lots of very similar cards, but um, not quite the same builds of, that we'll be chatting about in a bit. No. Um, we'll go back to that. Um, okay. Australian Nationals. Um, so this is basically a catch-up, really, isn't it? For people that haven't paid that much attention. Um, this was won by Adam Witten. And he was running, I think, it was Titan Ramp, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't really know what to call that. Yes, it was. Titan Ramp. Primeval Ramp, I think they call it, aren't they? Primeval Ramp. Mm. Primeval Balakut. Um Yeah, and he is running one with a Comet Storm, which I think is a bit of an innovation to the others, but we'll come back to that. Um, the rest of the top eight consisted of um, a green-white sp- splashing red, I guess, sort of a Naya, or s- with Naya destructive ramp, force. It? Yeah, it's got Primeval Titan uh, and but Destructive he's Force. Destructive Force, which is a. Uh the big, bad, interesting one. Yeah. Um, oh, we've got Explore in standard, actually. Yeah, Even I didn't mention this earlier. Yeah, yeah about. <coughs> But it doesn't do the same job. It doesn't do the same mm. job as Rapid Growth, does it? No, but uh, that early, it sort of... Yeah, I guess. But yeah, th- th- this person obviously saw Destructive Force and obviously uh, mentioned notes that it didn't hit his Planeswalkers because he's playing... Three Elspeth. Vengeance, Gideon, and Elspeth. Gideon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, two Vengeance. Um, it's a pretty good little package. He's running Night of the Quillery and Primeval Titan. Night of the Quillery, obviously, can never die to Destructive Force. Yeah. Um, because lands in your graveyard. And so the five lands that you sack, pump it before it dies to the five damage. Yeah. So even if it was a naught naught, the five lands would Which is a nice little um, interaction, yeah. there. interaction there. Interaction there, And um, probably not going to anyway. Was he playing four? Was he playing four nights? Yeah, four nights. Mm hmm. Um, so you know when you follow that with a destructive force, and play, it's is he, he's playing quite an interesting land package, isn't he? Like, um, yeah, he's got Kalani Garden, Raging Ravines, Stirring Wildwoods are both. Play he's sets. got Tectonic Edge. Is well. this the one that's played a single edge. overgrown battle? Isn't it? No, there's no. a one. All oh right, okay. There he's got four war mm. Um He plays a uh, Sajiri Step as well, like. Mm. Yeah, one Sajiri Step, which is also cool. Um, yeah, also in top eight was another blue-white control. Again, this is sort of the base. It's really old school. Um, no, they, the he, once again, hasn't gone the road the French have gone. No, this is the tap-out version of blue-white, isn't it? The old tap-out that we, we've had it's up it's until now. It's got Marshall Coup mm. and stuff, yeah. It's got Marshall Coup, um, Gideon. It's got Mind Springs. Does it have Mana Leak in it? I assume it does. No Mana Leaks. Oh, right. Uh, the only counters... Somebody dusted off their deck they're happy with that they've already been playing with, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, got well it's got two negates, and then it's got two flasheries in the board, and yeah, another two negates in the board. I noticed uh, a lot of the um, ley lines there on the sideboard. No Did I see that flick up? Ley line of sanctity. Like <laughs> Only three. <laughs> Take that. it away from me. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, moving on, we've got uh, the Naya toolbox, uh, which is another you know, another deck that we'll start talking about a bit more. Um, 
and that's obviously got the Fauna Shaman engine. Um, another Jund, another again another heavy uh, removal Jund with Putrid Leech. This has got Slave of Bolas, which I really like. And um, playing player Geopede, which uh, people are quite fond of recently. Yeah, yeah I really like Geopede um, and Jund. I find him annoying against Red. At worst, what he does, at worst, the player Geopede against the Red deck will save the Jund deck two life in a turn, probably. Yeah. So essentially more. Mm -hmm. I also like um, his mana base has worked out. So he's running one Terramorphic Expanse as opposed to four or more. Uh, and running extra fetch lands, which I quite like. Um, we've got another. Oh, we've got a a Koros build. Uh, yeah, it's nice to see that still flying about. He's got a Student of Warfare and um, yeah, like that, um, M10 additions are none. None. Is there? There's no M10 additions. You mean anyway. M11? M11. <laughs> we should do like a, uh, we're, we're a just pot where you have to put like <laughs> in each time you say M10 when you mean M11. What I'll do is I'll just say M11 and then cut it back in over the top. Edit it. Um, okay, we've got another... we got the blue-green Titan ramp with Primeval Titan and Frost Titan. Frost um, Titan is good. Even though he's the pawn of the bunch, he's... Uh, it it pl has a role in this deck. Yep. Um, we've got another... Uh, what's this? Oh, this is Mythic Inscription. Uh, first one in the top eight. I think it's the only one in any top eights. Isn't yeah, it? It's it is, yeah. Um, and then the eighth deck is another uh, primeval ramp. Um, People seem to be taking their Avenger of Zendikar from a bulk and playing them in constructed already, which is interesting. He's really powerful. Though, he isn't is he? very powerful. He's though. already played in um, Turboland in standard. Turboland one defender. Did Turboland really yeah. appear until after the Pro Tour or before? I mean, I thought uh, it was until afterwards. Until afterwards. Uh, yeah, afterwards. it was afterwards, I think. But what so I'm this saying is what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, no, but I'm saying he's, he's, getting, he's getting a lot of play, isn't he? Like, it's not just a one deck. Yeah. Uh, he's a 5-5 five, five for 7, Greg. Uh, when he comes into play, put a not one plant for each land you control, and then when you en and land enters c uh, the battlefield under your control, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each plant you control. Right, yeah. So he comes down... And you're ramping him off of land. So he's coming down, he's giving you a 7 not one tokens, and then you play a fetch land or something. And then you they're all 2-3s. Or you just play land, they're all 1-3s. Well, it doesn't disappear at the end of turn either, does it? So that's no, they're, they're tokens. Uh, counters, sorry, so they build up. Um, yeah, that's that one's a bit more diverse, that top 8, isn't it? I yeah. like um, some more... I don't want to say rogue decks because you know it's obviously the format isn't exactly defined at the moment. But um newer archetypes as yeah. it may seem. You've only got a mythic, a jund and a blue white control. I will admit I was surprised to see Koros. Yeah. It's got a special I mean adventuring gear. Come on. What's that all about? <laughs> well people have been playing it for a while but it just never seemed to have yeah. made any results. Yeah, but out of the eight decks, you've only got three which are like defined archetypes, and the rest are sort of new decks, which is it, which is cool. Um, moving on to the French Nats, this was won by Julian Perez. Um, let's find his deck list. The French he, teams are interesting. Um, they've really got. They've all gone. Well, fifty percent of the fifty percent of the group was blue white control, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. um yeah. So we've got. Where do you go? Um. Julien Perez, 
I probably pronounced his name wrong. Uh, Blue White Control. And this is the French Blue White Control with Sun Titans. Um, he's also running Seagate Oracle, which is cool, and Four Wall of Omens. Um, yeah, I mean, other than the fact he's running Sun Titans. Uh, it's just the numbers are very different. Uh, yeah. But the cards are the same as... Like they're running four Path to Exile, whereas a lot of the other decks are like running one Path to Exile, two O-Rings with another Path in the Well, a lot of people are starting to run Condemns now again as well, because um, yeah. you they actually don't want to give land, you'd rather give life a lot of the time mm. against some of these new decks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you obviously got Seagate Oracle as well, which dies a lot easier than Ward of Omens, which is something you can turn with the Titan. Um, yeah, so the rest of the top eight. Uh, Antoine Ruel, who I think made the team, didn't he? No. Yeah, Antoine, Antoine Ruel came third. I No, he thought he threw... I thought he... What was that? Oh, no, that's Wolf Tupper, wasn't it? Mm. Who, who who conceded twice? Wapper Tapper, maybe. Is it, who was no, Ruel no. against um, in the for third place? Wapper Tapper. Yeah, so he conceded. He let um, uh, Guillaume uh, Matignon get through to the semis. And then he conceded to Antoine Ruel to go into the team. No, he conceded to Guillaume to get into the finals. Oh, yeah, sorry, in into the, the actual team. finals. Yeah, yeah. So did he not want to make the team then? Um, no, he also, he let Matignon get in because he would get enough points to get up to level 5, whereas the points were irrelevant for the level that Waffetub's at. Oh, right, okay. So he's uh, um, been a nice guy. So his interview's quite funny because they ask him, um, who, if he played, who think would have won the match? And he said he thinks the match was in his favour. So it's cool. been quite interesting. Um, but, yeah, they have Ranger Rios in their team. The front. Yeah, yeah, Antoine Ruel. Uh, he is running Polymorph um, with four preordained, four ponder. So um, you know, and mass Polymorph in the sideboard. Yeah, uh, he had Awakening Zone, and well he, c- he can bring in like Iona. And upset ballast and stuff. Um, well, yeah, there's a lot more talk about mass polymorph right now, isn't there? Kalani gun actually getting played. I still don't like it. Well, it but then w- I don't like polymorph. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's slower, but it gets around polymorph's biggest weakness, and that's getting rid of the yeah, getting rid of the guy. Yeah. Um, things like awakening zone and Kalani garden. If you have all of those, you end up having a field of tokens. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, you just got to make sure that you've got lots of one-off big dudes, but that's fine because if they, if as long as one of your guys gets on the table, like an Anayuno or a Kozilek or whatever, you're gonna win. Yeah. Um, next is another blue-white uh, Sun Titan control. Uh, no uh, oracles this time, but uh, he's running. L- the last one was running um, one, one Balerin mm. and f- uh, three Mind Sculptors. Yeah. But this time it's round the other way. Um, and this is less of a tap out with... It's got Jace's Ingenuity. So obviously that's draw end of turn. Yeah, it's funny to see Jace's name three times in the deck list, isn't it? Yeah. Um, after that is Wapa Tapper with, again, uh, a blue-white Sun Titan control. <laughs> the thing that's funny in the sideboard I love is got Gav- Gavra Specimens. <laughs> pretty so, uh, it is him, isn't it? Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. Pretty good against Polymorph. It's good against Polymorph. It's good against Junt. Um, Antoine to be there, I guess. Yeah. Um, Junior Pro's done. 
Lucas Florent with uh, the is this the blue version? Yeah, this is yeah, the yeah. Uh, this is the blue green. Blue green. Titan ramp. Oh, this isn't Titan ramp. This is um, Turbo Land. Oh, is it? Oh, right. So um, yeah, this is on the Oracle. Yeah, and, Oracles. Uh, Lennox is favorite card and standard. Let's go. Mm. <laughs> um, and then we've got blue green Turbo Land with no creatures. Uh, with yeah, yeah, it's, um, isn't that the uh, that's the Valakut one, is it not? Oh, this is Pyramus Ascension. Oh, Pyramus Ascension, sorry. sorry that's it's right. um, labelled wrong on here. It's yeah, uh, no, yeah, Pyramus Ascension. He's got his time warps and stuff in there. So th- this is cool because it's got um, cool I'm to mind. I mean, I think Pyramus Ascension is one of those cards which looks, yeah, it looks very janky, but cool to mind is very useful for it, I think. Yeah, he's running two um, and that's all you need to go. That's all you really need. I mean, it makes it streamlined some more, I think. I think it's really good. Yeah, well, before it's taking a million turns. Like. Yeah, but before the deck ran white and green in order to use um, Naya Charm to go infinite. Now you just stay in blue and cool to mind. Yeah, um, definitely. Runs 22 lands with Treasure Hunt. Uh, so it's got a lot of cheap... I mean, it's got Ponder, Preordain, Sea Beyond and Treasure Hunt. <laughs> so you, you can't really ask for more when it comes to cheap card draw. Get those uh, counters on your uh, yeah. ascension quick. Yeah, so um, and obviously also dig for your pieces. And then you've got the time warps and the burst lines and lightning bolts. Um, so, th- th- this deck goes infinite with making lo- infinite time warps, doesn't it? And then infinite lightning bolts. I, I, I believe that is the plan. Yeah, okay. Um, also, though, to know, a reasonably cheap deck to build. Yeah. Um, in, uh, this, in this world of people playing uh, Mind Sculptors and stuff, there, there isn't any. And, well, uh, I think the most expensive is probably the Time, time Warps. warps but which have probably gone down in price now. Yeah, and they suck and it out and it's got Scalding Tarn. Maybe it has fetches, but you should have fetches. But it's got Common, Uncommon, Common, 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 Rare. The Pyramus Ascension isn't Pyramus exactly worth Ascension, you'll pick up 15th in your uh, drafts probably before. Rare, Common. <laughs> And it's got two Jace Bellerins in the board. Yeah, he's cheap though, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Missouri. Another Naya Toolbox. Um, so what tools does the Toolbox run? Oh, we'll get, oh, we'll get, we'll to, get that. to that. Um, and and <laughs> a Red Deck wins. It sounded like we were attacking you. Though. Well, it did, actually. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Greg. Yeah, very basic Red Deck wins. I have to work out the well, conference. You say very basic, but it's just it's Red Deck wins. Like yeah. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, nothing techy. He won't know. Is he not playing um, fetches though? He's just playing to your and Peaks Mads. Oh, yeah. I didn't uh, see a lot that. of people are doing that now. Nobody playing the fetches. Whereas I was always thinking about playing more, but. I guess I that's know? if you're expecting lots of uh, red decks. Well, you've got the fetches there because. Um, to set off the uh, the landfall burn spell, what the hell was it called? Oh, uh, Searing Blaze. Yeah, this hasn't got Geopede in it. No, Red Deck Wins doesn't play Geopede. Oh, okay. I don't, <laughs> I don't play Red Deck Wins. <laughs> Does it play Kiln Fiend still, or has that moved on from that as well? I don't, uh, I don't, think, I don't think it ever seriously played Kiln Fiend. No. Although, um... It's cool. The Pyromancer Ascension deck runs four Kiln Fiends in the board. Bam. So I guess you can aggro out against No, but can control. you do infinite combo and then swing? Well, sort of infinite and then swing. Yeah, true. That's the point, isn't it? If you play against uh, another deck with no dudes, or little dudes. Yeah. Well, I think against... I don't know... What I have to test it, try out. 
but yeah, that's basically the top eight decks um, from Nationals. I th- which was the one that was like, I think it's French, which was like 15% Jund, 15% Blue White Control, 15% Red Deck Wins or something. Yeah, like, and for that's the what day one. Off, yeah, yeah. Um, so a yeah. nice pie chart. Only one Mythic played. I mean, Mythic's been winning a lot of PTQs. Hmm. Um, and now Mythic's oh, only one top eight out of three nationals. Easy come, easy go. I don't think... Has it got any weaker from M10, M11 coming in? Um, Can't think of anything. I don't think so. No, I still the bases are all there, aren't they? There might be some blindingly obvious card that we're missing that just hoses it. But, um... Well, it doesn't combust. And it's good against blue-white control, so a mythic in this top eight would have been... Loving it. Doesn't combust come in so you can get rid of the... uh, the You can get rid of... Uh, I think also because like Red Deck wins did so well in the Japanese nationals. I know this is pre M eleven, but yeah, I guess. Red Deck wins match against it is pretty good. Like it's too quick for it to before it does anything interesting. Well, it's a deck that plays. It's a day of judgment deck. A day of judgment is mostly irrelevant against like Red Deck wins. Yeah, like, I mean, your day of judgment kills a goblin guide. You know what I mean? Like it's it's bad yeah. in that match. Well, I mean, so if, they, they if might it was be the popularity might have lowered. If it was the French that um, they had like 15% or 10% or something red deck wins, then we might not see um, Mythic in the top eight anyway. It might have represented one, just not being the top eight. Also, Nationals is going to be. Um, I don't know. Oh, actually, no. No, I don't know. I was going to make comments wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's basically the top eight. Um, I guess there's three key decks, like new decks, really. Well, not really new. But a um, new take on an older form- format. Yeah, well, we've got the French blue-white control, which I've just gone away from, so I'll get back to that. Which obviously isn't a brand new deck, but it's got some changes. Uh, Sun Titan, obviously, a very important addition to it. Mm. Um, and they're also, uh, they're also running the Jace's ingenuity uh, instant speed card draw which is always nice um, you know, I don't really know what we can add on that deck well we're discussing the way in that there's not exactly a lot of permanents you can return really apart from no I mean yeah. my instant thing as soon as I saw these Sun Titan decks I questioned why do you not just play Baneslayer instead um, the build of loads of Jace Bellerens I think it's useful because th- you effectively drawing two cards a turn, aren't Yeah, you? I think that's really yeah. good. But the yeah. winner didn't play very many, did he? He played, what, one? He played one. I think, he had yeah. three in his so sideboard, didn't he? Um, yeah. He had one in his sideboard. But one that's his plan. It's not three Jason Mind Sculptor. Because if your plan is to get Bad Journey to know as an O-ring, so that's not a very good plan because they shouldn't be in the yard. Yeah, but he was running Seagate Oracle. Yeah, I guess so his uh, plan is to do that instead. He's also running three Jason Mind Sculptor. I like but the situation of playing Jace turn three, drawing off him continuously, and then doing it again once you play a Sun Titan. I like yeah. that idea. Um, I mean, out of the board, you have more to return. You've got Core Fire Walkers and another Jace. I mean, Combust might be <laughs> a big thing there. Deck. I mean, because Combust mm. only deals five, so it doesn't deal with Sun Titan. Yeah. Mm. But he's again, Red Deck has done really well at the moment. The people must be preparing for it. Yeah. Perez had Seagate Oracle and Wall of Omens to return. But he also wasn't running Chase's Ingenuity. 
which the other decks were. I suppose as your card draw, then you just keep returning. Yeah, um, and he's got spreading seeds as well, which is a permanent you can return as well. But imagine, as we said, that's not much impact late game, is it? Yeah, really? as you turn six, you get to bring a seed. Uh, you know, it's not going to do anything, is it? For spreading seeds and turn six. Oh, uh, I don't know because turn you can like turn two their savage lands, and then well, slow it just them holds down. our man land still, which is yeah. Good. So they get their like they and stabilize their mana again. Unless you get a draw card, I mean, like they stabilize their mana again, and then later on, you're like, oh no, but it's got you don't. It's got to die first, doesn't it? Well, the spreading season. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess John, like, it might get pulsed because you might multiple spreading season. Yeah, true. So they might pulse it and then you're like, oh, I, t- I put it on your side. It's usually and now I put it on your hmm. Raging Ravine. It'd be interesting to see if anybody, there's any interviews with people deciding why they think sometimes better to play than Bainsire. I think Kabas has got to be something to do with it. Oh, he w- mm. uh, Perez was running two Bainsire in the board. Others were playing three, weren't they? Um... This is Wafo Tapper, and he's playing no base players in the board. Um, he's running three core firewalker, an extra O-ring. That's it, I think. He's also running a fourth Jace's Ingenuity as well, which obviously doesn't you can't bring back, but still. Interesting to note. Um, Gregory Piron. Piron. I'm terrible at these names. I was running two Baneslayer in the board. As well as an O-ring, three fire walker. Um, there's also to know there's a few cancels flying around as well. I think Wafetapple's running one. And there's other people running with board. negate though, really, weren't they? Negate. Yeah, well, th- I mean, there's a lot of different counter spells in standard at the moment. Uh, flash freeze, mm. mana leak, essence negate, scatter, essence yeah. scatter, cancel. I mean, um, they'll it's just tailored for what you need them for, really. What you're expecting? Oh, deprive, obviously another one. So um, a few of them are running two deprives main deck as well, aren't they? Uh, Waffle Tapper was. Perez was as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not too much to say on that. It's just an extra addition, a t- like a tap out s- spell. So I'm quite, I'm quite liking it. If I'm honest, I'm quite liking it. Well, so you were loving the Sun Titan when you say, yeah, you know, any excuse to play him. It's about time we got some love, really. I'm wondering whether it will go up in values because of all this. I hope so. <laughs> you hope so. Well, if you got yours now, then yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Greg, always about that money market. Yeah. All about the We've got our very own Kelly Reed right here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, this is obviously isn't a brand new deck. It's an addition and evolution, if you were, of current deck. Um, but yeah. The other two decks that we're sort of going to look at. Um, okay, Titan Ramp uh, as one Australian Nats. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Um, there's obviously a few builds now because it's sort of just coming onto the scene. And I'm sure it'll become Well, a few different colours as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I think it'll become more refined. Even a four-colour one. Because you've even got the ones with blue. Yeah, exactly, yeah. the full colour one. Well, let's look at the green-red. Let's look at green-red. Uh, Adam Witten. Is uh, he the winner, wasn't he? Yeah, he won uh, Australian Nationals. Uh, he was running green-red build with um, Simpson Comet stars. Storm. So he's got three Avenger of, Avenger of Zendikar, four Primeval Titan, four Siege Gangs, 
and then play sets of Rampant Growth, Kalani High Expedition, Harrow, Explore and Cultivate with uh, one Comet Storm. Obviously four Valakut. So the whole point of this deck is to ramp into a turn four Primeval Titan, uh, get Valakuts and then ramp into mountains and get <laughs> well, <laughs> deal lots of damage. Well, because it wins in multiple ways. So, mm. yeah. I mean, getting out a giant and swinging with your trampling giant or Siege Gangs or whatever it's is going to be enough to win a game most of the time anyway, especially Avenger. But if not, while that's going on, you're still playing your other spells and getting that Valakut combo going. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously, Avenger of Zendikar, Primeval Titan and Siege Gang Commander brings out a lot of uh, the big threats. So it's traditional ramp in a sense. Just it happens to have that one of the ramp guys is getting you more uh, ramp. <laughs> yeah. Is getting you the Valakuts to win with when it dies. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's not that much different to the old Jund ramp, really, is it, when you look at it? No, but I mean, this build. I think he... I think uh, the giant, the primeval time, he changes up a bit. A bit stronger. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes it definitely more streamlined. Yeah, agreed. Multiple threats, pretty scary. Um, okay, looking at his sideboard, he's got two acidic slime, two back to nature, just as uh, destroyed enchantments, um, earthquake, elixir of immortality, then four forked bolts, four obstinate baros, and a peckler worm. I guess the fork bolts are good against Mythic. Um, <laughs> because you're both ramp decks. Just stay arguably ramp better. But less easy to... Elixir uh, of Immortality, I think, is interesting. I think what? this one's got better Elixir, ramp. I think, is really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Get it so all back I mean, again. is that for... I mean, I guess that's quite good against red. You're also thinning your deck down so much with all the ramp growth effects that... You and the fetch lands and all that stuff that you're going to keep seeing it, which is pretty annoying. Obstinate Battle Off is good against that and good against Jund, obviously. Yeah. Um, Palaka Worm, though, I thought it was a. It's good against Red Deck wins. He's good against Red Deck, he's another bomb. I guess he's more useful than, say, I don't know. Well, what's, what is he? A seven. Gain seven life, isn't it? Gain seven yeah, life. Yeah. So that's like essentially a three for one. Just in life gain. It's going to take them three of their burn spells to do you that much damage. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to have to take a couple of spells to burn the worm. <laughs> burn the worm. <laughs> um, <laughs> can you tell I'm getting tired now? Um, but yeah, so that was the green-red build. Um, another to look at. Oh, this is the Destructive Force um, Does it Yeah, did he play Destructive Force or not? He did. No, he didn't. He didn't? didn't? N not the winner, no. No, because oh, usually yeah. what we're seeing now is um, that what is the Turboland decks are sort of turning into. Yeah, here's one. Um, oh, I probably just forces called well. it Primeval Titan when we're going to. Looking at it now is Primeval Titan and Oracle Moldea. So this is a hybrid, really, of the Titan Ramp and the Turboland. So it's a uh, green blue. Uh, yeah, I like this build a lot. I think it's very interesting. Yeah, it's one cultivate. Four explore, four rampant growth, but uh, no, um, Kalani no heart, heart or anything like that, and no harrows. Um, oh yeah. yeah, it's running time warp, Jason, my sculptor, uh, and then it's got Oracle, Lotus Cobra. Um, 
yeah, so this is basically a hybrid of the two. It gives uh, Turboland more of a top end, I think. And obviously, when you've got time warps, it's always nice to go down after primeval time. Because it's a 6-6 six, six trampler. <laughs> um, yeah, it's running one mind spring. It's a very basic sideboard with four purge. Oh, also running for white. Celestial Colonnade. And two Kabira Crossroads, even though it doesn't actually have any white spells in the main. There's four purge. Two deprive, four baloth. Three royal elemental. That's kind of cool. And then two tectonic edge. Royal elemental is the uh, Sora Temptation type one, isn't it? Yes. Uh, six mana for three two flyer. Uh, landfall game land, control creature. Nick a guy. And then if they kill him, you, they get land, the guy's back here. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> you get to play a lot of land. <laughs> you get to steal their team. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... How big is he? A three what, sorry? Three two. two. Yeah. But well, I mean, two and three is... Oh, uh, it does with Burst Lightning and Fork Vault. Interesting. It's a bit annoying. <coughs> also, Ember Hauler, if anyone was actually playing it. Ember Hauler was uh, two of in the Red Deck wins in the French Knights. Was it? Yep. What, main? Yep. That's cool. Um, And then there's the green-blue... Well, this is splashing red as well, actually. Destructive Force... This is the one uh, I like the, the most, actually. This is the one Frost Titan as well. Frost Titan, Primeval Titan. Uh, and it runs three Rampant Growth, four Mana Leak, three Bolt, four Jace, four Garrick, four Explore. So this has a different take on the ramping. Yeah, I mean... Um, um, also slows down your opponent's mana production as well with Frost Titan. Which, um, and nice little play force. that LSV pointed out on, um, on their YouTube thing was uh, being able to play your Garrick and untap your two lands and that means you're keeping your Man League mana up. That's that's pretty hot. Yeah, that's cool. And then next turn you get your Titan down. Yeah, then you get your Titan down. Turn five. Pretty scary. Well, with the rampant growth and the explores, you, you might be able to. You should be able to get a Garrick turn three, often enough. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If you have Garrick in your opener, um, and then sort of a turn five Titan, turn six, uh, turn four Titan. Explore might draw into it. Hey. Well, hey. Um, yeah, and again, this has destructive force. Uh, three in the main, one in the board. Um, yeah, this is. So is this, as an archetype, is actually quite wide open. It's kind of like Jund in a way. It's um, quite, you know. Yeah. There's quite a lot of different on it. Yeah. I hope it destructive force when we did rare picks. Um, it's definitely draft. it's definitely powerful. Yeah, wildfire is uh, good, and this is like better. Like now the planeswalkers are around. Like you know, wildfire didn't have planeswalkers to play with. This does. Yeah. So now you um, can have your. Um, you can blow everything up and still have your guys doing all their crazy stuff. Yeah, you can have your Gideon, so you can untap. <laughs> or you yeah, can play exactly. It and and then all your Titans have six toughness. So. Um, it's true. Oh, it does make me think that like, playing Fork Bolt would be really good <laughs> against that. That's a sorcery, though, Fork Bolt. Oh, it, it is, isn't it? it? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it is. Are you right? No, it's not. It's not. So it's not. No, Pyrocast is sorcery, but Fork Bolt isn't sorcery. Swear it's instant. Uh, let's see. Do you want to make a bet? I would, yeah, go on. What are we betting? Boost pack. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Okay, so I'm saying that Fork Bolt is a sorcery. I'm saying it isn't instant. 
Still three. Oh, fuck oh yeah. yeah, you owe me. I owe you two now. I owe too much. Oh, oh yeah, I paid my debt, by the way. No, because I paid my debt. I haven't paid mine yet. I haven't paid for the drafts yet. There's nothing worse in this world than a debtor who doesn't pay. <laughs> yeah, I do pay though. That's right. I bought a booster on the cheap and gave it back to him. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Damn, I swear it was instant. No. That card's rubbish. It is. <laughs> it's terrible. Unless you want to kill like a Lotus Cobra and a Noble Hierarch, in which case it's And really I mean, good. it is good, but... Oh, what? I it's got it. its place. It's not is staple. Is there is any red divide damage spells that you can do at an uh, instant? There isn't, is there? Yeah. What? Stagger Shock. That divides damage between two targets and it's an instant. Yeah, <laughs> so unfortunately, it a doesn't lot of the times it's basically sorcery speed. Um. <laughs> Volcanic Fallout, that's the way forward, sir. That's my oh, that's good. Get them back out again. I was playing Volcanic Fallout. I am really thinking about that playing. That's an awesome it. card. But yeah, you know, mm. if they go destructive force and like, haha, I got tie-ins, and you're like, yeah, Volcanic Fallout, I'm like, oh, that's not cool. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it, yeah, but I like that card because it's a really relevant spell in the matchups, and it's got can't be countered, so I can just play it and not have to worry about playing around counter magic. That's what I mean. They have their manly cover. So like, good. See this? It says can't be countered. And I'd still pay the extra three just to rub it in. Because your lads just about to die. Yeah, <laughs> from destructive force. That deck's one to watch, definitely. Something to keep an eye on. I'm yeah. sure that natural selection will um, whittle its way down mm. and will yeah, end up with sure a deck which, one which is the most better. Out of them. I don't know, though. I still think, um, if you're looking... It's because two decks have made a third deck, I feel. You know, like, it's sort of turbo they bastardized, land. They bastardised each other and then... Yeah, yeah it's sort of illegitimate offspring. Some sort of horrible orgy and made loads of different Some sort decks. of... Freaky yeah. nature child. But yeah, Survival of the Fittest will sort of narrow it down to one or two main builds. They're wearing each other's clothes. Speaking of Survival of the Fittest... On, on a one on a 2-2 two, two body, um, we have the Naya Toolbox, made possible by um, Fauna Shaman. So, as I asked earlier before <laughs> I was, and I'd say rudely, cut off, um, what is the Toolbox for uh, Naya Toolbox? Okay, well, well, they're all sort of a bit some bobby at the moment, aren't they? Well, c- the consistent part of it is that you're going to be playing Bloodbraid Elves. You're going to be playing Vengevines. Um, yeah, you're going to be playing Fauna Shaman. Uh, and you're also playing Fauna Shaman as the guy. Uh, Noble Hierarchs or Blood and Noble Hierarchs uh, as well. Paradise. And Knight yeah. of Aquilary as well, I, th- I think, is a staple in the, f- in the Well, um, yeah, n- yeah, Knight of Reliquary, Bloodbraid Elf, Vengevine. So obviously, f- uh, is it fours of everything? Fours I don't know. Yeah, these are all, these yeah, are all sort of fours, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you play a couple of one-offs that are like silver bullets or... Yeah, well, let's go through this one. Uh, this is Edwin Jones. And it also has another toolboxy thing in itself of uh, Stoneforge Mystic. Cause yeah, well, this this is like Bosnia in that it's got the triple toolbox. Yeah. Um, yeah Edwin Jones came fourth, so he just missed out on the team. Uh, he's running two Baneslayer, mm. one Bop. Four Blood Braid, four Cunning Spark Mage, which I think, you know, they've got to run. It's just a really good card. Four on a Shaman, uh, a one of Inferno Titan, four Nile Aquilary, four Noble Hierarch, one Obstinate Bados, two Pride Mage, one Realm Razor. That's interesting. For the Titan decks, one Stoneforge Mystic, and four Venge Vines, with a Collar and a Sword of Vengeance. Obviously, tutorable by the Stoneforge Mystic. So it's got. Well, it's interesting when you're um, your Fauna Shaman's getting your Cunning Spark Mage, and then your Stoneforge Mystics getting your uh, Basilisk Collar. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can be like both playing with their tools at the same time to make some sort of awesome thing going on. 
Yeah, I mean, um, you've also got not Aquillery, which can get Sajiri Step. Um, my lands, my lands. Yeah, it's not actually running anything like. Not even in the board. It's not got the Duke of Bog, or any. Uh, what's no, the but Knight land is big up? anyway. Edge. You can't really complain. No, like but they've got um, um, yeah. interesting sideboard cards in Linvala and and Tazuru Preserver as well. I thought was a well, I imagine Linvala's in for the mirror. I imagine. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the mirror. It's also really good against Mythic uh, because their mana accelerants can't do anything. Yeah, and he has Tazuru Preserver as well, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, um, that's good against the one your guys can't be forced to sacrifice. Oh, yes. But I imagine there is quite it's a lot of Adrazi sort of. Adrazi. Um, it, yeah. yeah, it's also good against uh, the destructive force, isn't it? The mm. destructive force make you sacrifice. Yeah, each player sacrifices five lands, so it stops them from doing so that to you. I want to get toolboxy. He's only two mana as well, so by the point you're wanting to find him and cast him. Yeah. So extra prime mages. I'm not really sure about Casali yeah. prime mage main. Um, I mean, maybe well, they fall off. Can't you? What if it's in for the ley lines specifically for the ley lines? Mm, well, I, I don't against. know what the matchups. Versus this deck alike, it might because there seems to be a lot of mythic hate. So maybe this is uh, weak against mythic because there's not actually uh, removal, is there? Like removal spells and like lightning bolts and stuff. No, you get like O-ring. That's what. Well, in the sideboard, it's got three O-ring and three paths, but you don't want to be passing their mana and accelerants anyway. So you've got kind of spark mage to kill that. You've also got basilisk collar spark mage combo, which can kill the. Um, guy with the equipment, uh, the enchantment on it, and Lin Linvalo obviously straps them down. The Joe Preserver also against Mythic. I don't think you'd slide it in, but it does stop them from making you sack stuff. I don't know. I think I you would because you think um, there's other cards that end up becoming irrelevant. This is a, the thing. This toolbox works quite well. Like you're not going to want to play. Railway is not very good against Mythic, is it? Really, like. Um, uh, Probably not that great after the first um, turn. You know, and I don't know, there's got to be a couple of other guys that you're like, obstinate Baloff. The Preserver. Yeah, like Baloff's not going to be the Preserver. He's only got the one anyway, and that's what you need. That's the reason yeah. toolbox decks like this are, are quite fun to play. And like I quite like really toolbox cool. decks. Yeah, yeah, they, they're good fun. The problem with this toolbox, though, as opposed to uh, the Boss Nia, which had um, the Ranger Vs packages. Yeah, um, is he not playing Rangers? See, this is a thing that I would yeah. have thought a lot of people still would be playing. Yeah, no Scoop Mob, there's no nothing in there. There's no relevant one-drops. I mean, I've not never been a huge fan of Scoop Mob for the same reason I've never really cottoned onto the Baneslayer train. But the only one-drops in here are Noble Hierarch and Birds of Paradise. I don't think there's anything, any one-drops you want to be running, hmm. really. Uh, well, but I mean, the idea is that, like, you know, your ramping has up to is stay still alive. good. And your Fauna Shaman, Shaman just, you know, if you need to get Avenger Vine back, that's the easiest way, isn't it? Just playing Hierarch. Hierarch is so good. It's this is a Noble Hierarch is uh, definitely better than Birds of Paradise because having Exalted alone is a really important thing. This runs red, though. But I'm sure the lands can support it well enough. Yeah, but the red, the red, the red spells aren't the most important, are they? Above, um, say, Bloodbraid Elf. But yeah, it only needs a single red, so I don't think you need to tap your bot for red. You should just have good enough land at that point. Yeah, I'm sure your land's gonna do it. It's got um three mountains and two raging ravines. You know, if I was writing this down it'd be like a big G, a big W and then a little R, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So definite. 
Um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the um, toolbox deck is, I think it's going to vary from player to player. Um, that's mythic. That, there's a mythic deck with Fauna Shaman in it. It's quite cool. Well, Fauna Shaman just works fine with it, doesn't it? I mean, it gets what you need. Um, uh, here's the other Fauna Shaman deck. This is running two Bane Slayer. This is running two Bop. Bloodbred Elf, Cunning Spark Mage, Fauna Shame, Night of Crawley, Noble Hierarch, Realm Razor, Stoneforge Mystic, Vengevine. And it's running two Elspeths, two O-Ring, one Basilisk Collar, and no Sword. Don't know what it's missing. It's, it's missing a couple. It's not got an Inferno Titan in it. It's not got a Obstinate Baloth main. And I don't think it has the Pride Mages either, does it? No. No, he's got them in the board though, yeah? Uh, yes, one Which in the board. Which is why I would probably want to keep them. He's got one Ural the Mist Stalker in the board. What's that for? <sighs> Jund. Maybe. He's the... He's the... Can't be target spells abilities for point of control. It's a 5-5. Five five. He has bigger with auras on. Yeah, but I don't see... There's no, no auras, no, is there? Mm. Um... Yeah, but that, that's good against John because it's like a um, Sphinx of Draw. This Shroud. That's a 5-5. Five five. It's good against Red. If you get it out and put a collar on it, Red Deck probably loses at that point. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, if it definitely if it gets a swing. Yeah, but that's a toolbox deck. I mean, obviously that's one that's going to be very meta-dependent. It's going to have a lot of uh, what you're expecting what you need to have in the main. Like if you're expecting lots of red deck wins, you'd probably up the number of well obstinate balos main. Oh yeah. Okay, I think that's everything for today. Um I mean all these decks we can definitely come back to as they so evolve, I imagine. Yeah, they they progress and the metagame itself progresses. Um tech falls by the wayside, new tech is uncovered. Out with the old in with the new so I'm sure we'll come... I mean, obviously, we've got UK Nats coming up, which we're testing for at the moment. Either for Nats or the LCQ. Um, yeah. To grind in. But yeah, I mean, just testing is fun anyway. Um, magic is fun. Magic That's the reason fun. we do this. It is. So yeah, I, I mean, I've been talking to Ian today about when we're going to start testing for Nationals. Um, we need to get a team together, really. Like, to for proper dedicated testing yeah. and do some MWS testing with ourselves like amongst ourselves um, save us having to proxy loads of stuff um, but yeah so as we test and we find out what's good or what we think is good at least we'll obviously report back yep. for the World Wide Web to hear um, but yeah for now I think that's a wrap mm-hmm. um, so we'll sign out as always, you can find us on both mtgcast.com and, uh, as of last cast, ccgtradepost.com. Head over there and check it out if you haven't yet. Um, all those nice new M11 cards that you want, you can get over there and trade your old stinking M10 cards for. Um, yeah, like Sphinx Ambassador you didn't know existed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no idea that was a real card. <laughs> and do you know what? You're probably a better man for it. <laughs> probably. I feel that I've got a worse magic player by finding out that that card existed. Um, but yeah, so yeah, check out 
head over to CCG Trade Post, check that out if you haven't already. It's a good site, largely because we're on there. Yeah, if you want to email the show, you can email the show at my email. It's mtg underscore lennox at hotmail.com. Um, and that, obviously, emails go straight through to us and we'll almost definitely read them out on the web, uh, mm-hmm. out on the podcast, unless you say that we're rubbish. In which case, we'll pretend that you said we're nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I like to state that we're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> you can also tweet at us. Uh, you can tweet at me, uh, mtg underscore lennox. Uh, you can tweet at Chad at Scientologist P-S-I-E-N-T O-L-O-G-I-S-T and you can tweet at Greg on um, Big Time Madman 49 all of those will be in the show notes obviously you can comment in the comments section on CCG pa- uh, CCG Trade Post and MTGcast.com um, so yeah any feedback is always welcome I think that's it Okay, well, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Protection from Noob with me, Lennox. Me, Chad. And it's Greg saying goodnight. And we'll be back after the outro music with Greg's wise words. Okay, go. So, my wise observation for today because that's basically that's what it is is about the golden time when you used to walk on walls as a young boy or girl holding your parents hand you know try not to tread on the brickwork and for me personally I remember doing that and then for a suddenly it hit a time when I couldn't and I'm just wondering share it out with yourselves about do you remember not ever walking on walks anymore, walls anymore did it become untrendy was it uncool did your mum used to drag you down kicking and screaming you might break your leg I'll throw that one out there. I'm just thinking that there was a time there was and a time there wasn't. Almost like pubes.